Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And my, oh my, do we ever have an episode for you today? So here's the deal. I am reading a book. Um, Now, I'm a little bit hesitant to actually give you the title of the book, just because I don't know that I fully endorse it yet. I'm I'm getting there, um, but I, you know, I don't want to just recommend a book that I can't stand fully behind because I don't want you guys to get something that isn't going to be useful for you. Um, but that's okay. I'll, I'll tell you what the book is, and then uh, I think with that context, you can make a decision on whether or not it'll be good for you. So the book is called The Penis Book. Yes, The Penis Book. It's written by Dr. Aaron Spitz, who's an MD and the Chief Representative for America's Urologist to the American Medical Association. Guys, this sounds so boring, but I can tell you this is like one of the best reads I've probably had in the last six months. So, And I read a lot, so that is saying something. Um, basically, th- this guy is like, uh, he is just boiling down all the elements of male anatomy. The things that they would never talk about in school um, because they're, you know, they're just like kind of the boring facts or whatever. But he's, I mean, he's talking about nutrition dieting. He's talking about even exercises you can do to be a little bit more agile down there. He's talking about the anatomy and how it works. And um, it's just, it, it's, it's incredible. It, it's a really good read. My, my hesitation around it is just the fact that um, like, this isn't like, he's not coming from a faith perspective. He's not trying to discourage you from sleeping around or watching porn or, you know, he doesn't have those kinds of agendas, uh, which is fine. Um, It's purely informative. But I suppose um, with that, you know, some of the things he talks about can be a little bit on the triggering side. So um, I'd be lying if I didn't say like some of these things I've read, I felt like, wow, okay, there, there goes my mind. Like I can catch it kind of going to places. And, um, and so that's, that's my hesitation. So you just have to evaluate it. But it's really helpful. And if maybe you're in a position where you're like, you know, Sathya, I would love to read that book and I would love to get more informed on my junk and how it works and everything else. Um, but I'm just not there yet. You know, I, I know that if I start really getting into it, it's going um, to be too triggering. Well, then this episode is for you because what we're going to do is we are going to just talk about, um, well, yeah, we're just going to talk about some of the main takeaways I've had so far, um, and you can probably hear some flipping in the background. That's because I'm thumbing through, and I'm finding a couple, uh, just a couple spots in particular that were quite salient so far in my reading. Um, now, the other thing I want to mention is that this guy is hilarious. He is honestly one of the wittiest writers I have read in a very long time, and um, <laughs> he just—it just makes me laugh. He really does make me laugh. And so it, it adds a very nice kind of lighthearted flair to the matter um, because, of course, it's, you know, it's just a bit funny reading about your penis. So um, 
Let's start with size because I thought what he wrote about size was absolutely fascinating. So um, to give you a little bit of context, you know, he, he talked about size in two different areas of the book. So the first is actually just, he's basically just talking about male anatomy and here are the average sizes and here's whatever else. And then he talks about it in the context of porn. And again, he doesn't have a moral perspective uh, woven into the book. Um, it, it's really pure facts. It's just, he is talking about here is the impact of pornography on people. And, um, and so these are kind of uh, some of the things that I want to hit on as well. There's three things I'm going to talk on. And, um, and one of them is regarding porn. But um, let's just start with, uh, with the reality. So you might be wondering, uh, you know, do I measure up? Most guys have asked that question at some point. Like you, maybe you watch some porn. You're like, holy crap, this guy's got a six pack. He's got bulging muscles. His veins are popping out. And his main vein is like really popping out something fierce, like twice the size and what's the deal here? Like, am I, am I still a man? Do I measure up? Is my girlfriend or is my wife going to be, you know, like scocking at my junk or my size? Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you haven't had those thoughts. Those were real thoughts of mine. Um, in fact, I got so desperate one time, I pulled out a measuring tape. Uh, this is like back when I was single, probably early 20s. And, you know, like I wanted to know, like, where do I measure up? You know, a lot of the subtitles or titles on porn videos, like, even make reference to the size, you know, like, a monster cock or, um, you know, 12-inch whatever. And, you know, they, they try to grab your attention that way. And uh, that's actually fact number three, which um, is just absolutely fascinating. We'll get there. But, um, but the point is, uh, you know, this is clearly, like, a central topic for the male. And... Um, you might find this very, very interesting. So the, the, first, um, the first fact or the first, yeah, it, it's the first fact. Um, and it, it's actually two facts folded into one. Um, but we're going to talk about the average length of intimacy, how, how long sex usually lasts, and the average length of the penis. So let's actually start with, um, we'll start with the size of the penis. So the average size of, of a man's penis, okay, you ready for this? The average size is four to six inches. Four to six inches. Just let that sink in for a minute, okay? So you have like, you're watching stuff happen on porn videos and it's like twice that. And this is the problem with our society. Like this is the problem with pornography being rampant in our culture. I, I read a bunch of articles that really upset me the other day because they're just talking about how, you know, oh, people who really think porn's a problem always have a moral aspect to their perspe perspective. And, you know, if you take some of these moral fiber out of the equation, then, you know, porn's no longer an issue. It's something pleasurable and enjoyable and rah, rah, rah. Um, but th that is so ignorant of the the ripples to this problem one of which is that people are being educated about their own anatomy and the whole experience of sex, something that was beautifully designed by God through porn. And, and you, so you have these, these like, you know, quote unquote filmmakers. Well, they are filmmakers, but they, they, they really have one job and that is to make money. And then secondly, to exploit people. 
And, and with those two jobs, they are educating a majority of men on sex and on their anatomy. And it's, it's honestly, it's terrible. So like I, I felt really bad about my own size. I'm just being honest. And I, I fall like um, somewhere in the middle of that four to six inch range. Like I'm, I'm, there's nothing spectacular here. Um, I'm just average, but I didn't know that. And the doctor actually writes in this book, I should use his name, Aaron Spitz, Dr. Aaron Spitz, writes in this book that a majority of people who come to him or come to clinics of his colleagues for male enhancement, a majority of them, I think he said 80% of them leave the office deciding not to go through with the operation once they find out that they are in fact average. So that should give you some perspective on how misinformed we are and how normal we really are. But we just don't know because nobody is telling us. So I'm trying to be that guy who tells you, you're normal. Okay, you're totally normal. And I'm, I'm going to guess a majority of you, if not all of you, probably fall in that range. Now, let's talk about the other um, secondary stat to my first fact here, which is that the average length of sex okay, for the average couple is anywhere from two to eight minutes. Two to eight minutes. I believe the, the median number is five, it's like five and a half minutes, something like that. The median number, by the way, for penis size, I believe is 5.4 inches. So it's, that's, that's the median, median penis size. Um, and the average length of sex is two to eight minutes. Uh, I believe with the meaning, I'm going to thumb through here and see if I can find it for you. But the, the, the meaning is somewhere around five minutes. So that puts it in per, into perspective because again, porn videos, which by the way, a porn video on average, like a 20 minute porn video takes four to eight hours to film, four to eight hours. So just even from a guy perspective, like think about what's required for the male porn star. That's insane. Um, but we won't go there. Uh, we have other stuff to talk about. But um, when you're watching, you know, a 20, 30 minute clip, even even a 10 to 15 minute clip, a 15 minute clip is double, over double the average length of, of a sexual experience between two people. So like that, that puts it into perspective, you know, that that gives us a real insight into what we're actually working with here. And it's just crazy because, you know, guys are getting into relationships, they're having sex, whether it's in marriage or outside of marriage, and then they're dealing with all kinds of shame. You're dealing with religious shame, uh, if you had it outside of marriage, you're dealing with shame about your size because you don't think you measure up to, you know, the other people you've seen on screen, let alone maybe the other people that your partner has been with. And then you feel like shame and guilt because you didn't last very long when in reality, the length you lasted was probably more than normal, but we just don't know any better. So anyways, when I read these stats, I was like, I have to share these with my guys because um, these are things we need to know. Like like the, the undercover mission of Deep Clean is to break down sexual shame. So... I'm sharing these stats for that reason. Anyways, I'm, I'm super passionate about this, as you can see. Um, okay, second fun fact. All right, now this is, a, this is just a totally, totally random one. But there are three foods in particular um, that, that I saw in this book that can be useful. Um, not for penis length, okay? There's actually nothing 
that really enhances your penis. Like unless you physically operate on it, there's there's no such thing as as enhancing the length. Like if somebody tells you you can take a supplement and it'll enhance, they're lying to you. Okay, don't don't believe it. Um, but there are a few um, there's a few food items here that could be helpful. The first is ginseng. And ginseng root is uh, touted as having benefits. I'm just reading from the book here. Ginseng root is touted as having benefits for boosting energy, maintaining mental sharpness, lowering inflammation, lowering blood pressure, and increasing sexual stamina. Okay, so it's not, it's not um, I don't know, it's not a causational kind of thing. Like, there are some links here. It basically is um, ultimately known to increase blood flow. And if you know anything about the anatomy of an erection you will know that blood flow is everything. So that is why ginseng has been helpful. Um, there's another one which, uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest, when I read about everything else, I was like, he, should, he honestly could have just talked about this alone and this would have been a good enough reason to, um, to, to like invest in some supplements. It's called Katwama. And uh, this is from the, uh, yes, it is from the Amazon. It's a popular Brazilian potency blend of Guarana, Mirapuama, Catuaba and sometimes ginger, and what they found is that when you mix this uh, with L-citrulline, which is an amino acid, they found that it was just as effective as prescription Cialis at boosting nitrogen oxide. And nitrogen oxide is important for enhancing blood flow. So basically, what they found is, and sorry, I should specify, this was a study with rats. Okay, so with rats. What they found is that this was just as effective as giving them Cialis. But the difference here is that there was uh, no harm done to uh, the liver, the organs, or anything else, and that it reversed the progression of corporal smooth muscle loss, fibrosis, and veno-occlusive dysfunction in the aging rat. So um, you don't need to know all those terms, but what you need to know is that for your junk, it means that it actually could prevent the wrinkling aging process that inevitably comes with time. So uh, again, that would be a, a pretty good reason to um, to maybe consider a supplement like that. Uh, and again, this is especially if you're struggling. Now, he does talk about physical exercises and a whole bunch of other things that I'm going to get into uh, probably in another episode because um, I haven't fully read through that section yet. Um, but my last fact for you is in a completely different direction. And honestly, guys, this was a revelation for me because he has a whole chapter there about porn and um, basically talks about how erectile dysfunction is on the rise, um, young men struggling with erectile dysfunction is on the rise, uh, relational dysfunction is also on the rise, and that many of the, of the issues that men at large are experiencing um, have, have had some sort of spike in the last two decades, you know, basically since the internet and the rise of internet pornography. And he, I haven't verified this, um, but he made a claim in there that I thought was quite interesting. Now, this isn't my third fact, but it's worth mentioning. But he, he talked about how um, porn, like internet porn is the reason that we can accept um, or that credit card payments are accepted online. Um, he talked about how porn is the reason that uh, freemium services exist, as in Basically, what he meant was that like porn websites were the first to offer these things. So they were the first um, to accept credit card payments online. They were the first to uh, to have freemium or like kind of 
you can get it for free and then you can pay extra for something premium. And, um, and there was something else as well, but it was, it was really, really interesting. Um, and again, it just, it just goes to show you how, how rampant porn is and how much it's impacted our society, whether we'd like to admit it or not. Now, the last, um, the last stat here is also twofold, but he basically said that uh, at a neurological level, when you look at what the brain is really addicted to, if you look at gambling, for example, a, a gambler is not actually addicted to gambling. They're, they're not addicted to playing Russian roulette or blackjack or hold'em or whatever it is. They're, that's not what they're addicted to. And they're not addicted to winning money either. What they're actually addicted to is the next thing, the anticipation of what comes next. What's the next card flipped at the table? Where is the ball going to land on the roulette table? What, what are the dice going to show? It, it's, it's this addiction to what is next. next. It is chronic anticipation. That, that is the essence of gambling addiction. And porn addiction is actually the same way. What they're finding, and of course, we know there's other layers to this. Like we've talked about this on other episodes. There are matters of the heart here and everything else. But just purely at a neurological level, the brain is specifically addicted, not just to the the viewing of women. It it is not just um, the sexual engagement. It it is not just seeing a naked woman. It's, It's not arousal and attraction. Those things are at play for sure. But, but if you really distill everything down, it is ultimately an addiction to what's next. To, to what's next. It's the anticipation of what is to come. Uh, pun not intended there. Yikes. Um, so the, that's, that's sort of the first layer of the stat. Second layer is uh, very interesting. Second layer is that there are two primary things that the man is drawn to when he begins viewing. And I, I just thought this was so interesting. And it once again gives us real insight into just what, what the porn experience is really like, how it's, it's sometimes not what we think it is. Um, but it's, it's two things. It's first, the woman's face, and second, the erect penis. Those are the two most eyeball-grabbing aspects of straight porn, the woman's face and the erect penis. So, um, again, I haven't watched porn in five and a half years. I can't imagine this has changed. But when I used to watch, the way uh, porn videos ended often was with a scene that involved those two things. So I'll just leave it there. But it goes to show you why. There, there is a reason that that has such a grab. And, and so there's something fundamental that we're drawn to. And I think th- this is probably where I'll, where I'll land for today because um, this could be a really long podcast and it probably will. We'll have to do a series on this book or something later because it's just, it's really, really good. Um, but the, we, we tend to just criticize and evaluate ourselves based on, um, you know, our viewing patterns and whatever else. And even like uh, when it comes to gay porn, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys, um, think that they, they must be gay because they watch gay porn or they feel a draw to that. But actually, that's not true at all. There's, there's many reasons that somebody would engage with that. It could be, um, it could be that they're medicating you know, father wounds. It, it could be that, um, that they, they really just uh, find some, some degree of comfort there. Um, it, it, it could be a variety of things. It could just be a, a draw to have something more stimulating, you know, like novelty enhances pleasure. So, you know, you've watched a bunch of heterosexual porn 
and it's kind of wearing off. So you're looking for something to give you a jolt and you stumble upon gay porn and it gives you kind of that, that novelty. Like there, there's so many layers to this. But again, if you don't know, or if you don't know that generally speaking, the, the second thing you are drawn to the most by default is not the woman's body, but it's the man's erect penis. It, just knowing that it's like, oh, okay. So that doesn't actually say, it doesn't say as much about me as I thought. And so I, I hope some of these things are just helping you realize that um, that you're you're normal. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. You know these are things that that everybody is experiencing, and um, and so you should feel no shame about it. So let me just summarize real quick, and then uh, we'll wrap it up for today. Number one, the average penis length is anywhere from four to six inches. And the mean, or uh, I said median earlier, I think it's the mean, I'm getting my, well, yeah, it's definitely the mean. The mean length of the penis is about 5.4 inches. The average duration of sex is two to eight minutes. And I think that, again, the mean lands somewhere around five minutes, I think, or five and a half, something like that. That was stat number one. Stat number two, if you want to bolster your um, supplements, or anything like that, and you're looking for a couple things in particular, uh, we talked about ginseng, we talked about katwama, and ginger also has been shown to increase um, nitrous oxide production, which I hadn't mentioned before. So uh, there's a nice little bonus for you for sticking to the end. And lastly, and, um, and very interestingly, um, what causes addiction to porn at a neurological level is the anticipation of what's next. It is chronic anticipation that keeps us addicted. And, um, and the second layer to that stat is that the most eye-grabbing elements of pornography, heterosexual pornography, are first, the woman's face, and second, the man's erect penis. So just give some perspective into what we're really looking at and looking for when we engage in pornography. And hopefully it lets you know that if you've experienced some of these things, that you're normal. You just you fall in the norms. Um, so I found this super liberating. I hope you did too. I want to really encourage uh, you, like you know, if you if you know somebody uh, who's struggling, or you know, maybe maybe you've had these conversations with guys before, and uh, you know that there's other guys who are struggling with shame about their body or whatever else it might be. This could be worth sharing with them. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to the book, but I just want to mention again, I haven't read it all the way through. Um, but I just, I love this information so much and I, I really did want to get it out to you. So, uh, you, watch the book or read the book rather at your own discretion. I'm not giving a full endorsement yet. I want to read through it fully first before I do that. Um, but I will put the link in the show notes if, in case you want to check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Much love to all of you. And look, if you're struggling with pornography and you are tired of struggling and you're looking to, uh, to really get free, want to encourage you to download the ultimate guide to porn recovery you can get that at a, you can get that at ultimaterecoveryguide.com much love to you guys we'll talk soon bye bye thanks for listening to the new man podcast if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast you can share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.